everything but the kitchen sink. Coming straight from quarantine. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. That was a special <laughs> quarantine jam. Um, we're back with episode six, Community. Um, last week episodes was ancient civilizations. Correct. Yeah, more correct. or less. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it was about. <laughs> but today we're talking about community. Um, not to address the huge elephant in the room, but you know what we'll be talking about too, and we'll get into that. Probably later something as well. that you've seen on the news, more or less. Well, you've definitely seen. It I on don't the know. News. Maybe, maybe you've heard I've about never it. Seen anything I just think it. it's so funny that speaking of it, uh, a lot of. Uh, platform entertainers they don't talk about it have you guys noticed that it's because yeah. they get demonetized that way. why would you get demonetized very interesting point is that right? true Wait, you yes get, hang on really? you get demonetized yeah. for talking about it yes. a lot of youtubers will not bring it up because they get demonetized Wait, is that youtube's policy or youtube's policy huh what very is? strange right uh, very strange well, what if your thing is like news you don't i don't think news channels get monetized i may be incorrect huh. but i don't think they get monetized on that there's a lot of control in effect then Social control. Yeah, that's what I've heard about YouTube. So you're telling me oh, that yeah, the yeah. voice is silenced. Yes. Uh, yeah, more or less, I would say silenced. Hey, guys, we're trying to go on YouTube, word. so uh, let's Maybe not talk about it. <laughs> well, we're, yeah, <laughs> if you want to watch us on YouTube, hit that smash. Hit and, that smush. and in defense, if we do hit talk about it, I guess the reason why someone would be demonetized is the spread of bad information. That's, that's true. That's true. Where but you're also punishing people for spreading good information. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think they want to go through and. Isn't that their job? Watch. Well, anyway, let's get back to community. That was kind of a to side community. Note. We talked about the YouTube community and uh, what the heck's up with that. But you know, I have myself, Brian, here today. We have Nolan. I'm glad to be back. We have Greg. Gimoni coming straight up. Oh, and we got Tate too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So everybody's here during the quarantine time. And don't worry, audience, we are standing six feet away from each other. And it's it's kind of devastating not being able to look at Nolan's wonderful face. I'm actually really happy. I would like to. I tried for a 12 foot rule, so I didn't have to look at Brian. But we decided ultimately that was too far. Unfortunately. So we're banded here together. Just um, well, we have time. <laughs> we have time to talk about things. And we just wanted to kind of look at. How the community's been affected, how people are banding together, how they're not banding together, what's the anxiety, and what's something calming about that we can grab onto during these times. So, yeah, um, looking outside, people are walking. Um, I personally have some more time now, too, and everyone seems to have some sort of light brevity to themselves as they're walking about, not taking this kind of thing too seriously but is it the, that serious actually the best way i've seen it described is how um a lot of people feel mixed how life still feels somewhat normal and i would argue that it feels normally paced but you still feel like there's an overarching um weight on your shoulders of what's going on when and i have to say this is coming from someone who has been mildly affected a lot of people have lost their jobs and that is very rough but it's it's kind of weird to feel that this is an emergency but sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel like one i wonder if that's because we're used to staying at home a lot think about it there's a lot more to do in your house than there used to be that's true but i can say safely um i have been feeling penned up kind of like an animal in a cage recently uh yeah i, just, I felt that too. i need to like and that's why i think so many people are outside currently it feels like something's being taken away right now even though we all have like ex sure to some extent even though it feels like we're all it may not be that serious due to everyone's face it might be a coping mechanism but uh, you know maybe that pent-up feeling is kind of like you were saying uh, some amount of freedom is being taken away whether it be through the law telling you to go into your home or it could even be your hobbies. For example, right. I'm a pretty big movie buff and that's not something that you can do right now. You can't go to the movie theater anymore. No, no, I should stay. I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just using that as an example. Sure. Yeah, I think there's, yeah. a, there's even an element of personal responsibility where even if you're not told to stay home, a lot of people feel responsible to stay home. So they're not doing what they normally do. So there is a, a huge element of restriction, no matter how you slice it. Going on right, now. right. But but ultimately, I do want to 
argue that during this time, I guess I personally feel kind of a greater sense of community to kind of reference the title in itself in the, in the sense that uh, while there is some anxiousness in the air, I can almost trust my neighbor a little bit more just just, just because of where I live. Um, it's, it's kind of it's just kind of easier to talk to someone out on the streets because there's something that we all know <laughs> that's going on and right th- those those who are outside are like maybe they're in that same boat well, they're like i know to, what's um, going on to kind of Let's to kind of it point lighter. it back to a previous episode we you guys now have common ground you actually have something to talk about that you're both somewhat familiar with so it's a bond in that sense we're in this together but are you more likely to talk to people? I feel like people are more trying to stay away from each other. I guess I kind of phrased that wrongly. I think I think you are, straight yeah. up. I, I've experienced, maybe that's just me, but I've experienced a lot more strangers talking to me. Like waiting in line at the grocery store, you talk to the person in line, you go to the park, people are walking around. You don't get right in their face, but like you, it's, it's almost like you're walking around looking, making eye contact, and we're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's not that barrier to striking up a conversation where if if there is someone if you went right now outside and there's someone walking down the street in a normal time, it it might be weird to just try to strike up a conversation or even challenging to try to figure out what to say or how you would do it. Now you could just be like, how 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 are you holding up? Crazy world, Something huh? As simple as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy world. I, I was in the gas station waiting in line to use the bathroom, and we everyone in the line was talking, uh, just about this and about everything, goofing even about other stuff, but. Is there just that one? Usually, it only takes one thing to start a conversation. That's done now, so you do have a better opportunity, I think, to talk to people. Well, I don't know. When I was at the grocery store, I noticed like people avoid going down the same aisle as you. There are the really paranoid people too. I, I saw. Maybe I just at, haven't been to I the saw right a lady places. At the store that was all paranoid. She was like covering her face up with a scarf, and it's like get a mask. But she, she was covering her face up with a scarf, and like visibly, like as people would get closer, like oh, like recoiling away and just being See, so paranoid. I just look. I understand that. So there's I've, seen, panic. I've seen both. Yeah, and I, that that just irks me because I understand that there's panic in the air. But when you go to stores or you go to what public spaces are left and you recoil and stuff, you're only I'm sorry, but you're only adding to the problem. You're making the world seem scarier, essentially. Yeah, I I do think that like you shouldn't go and just act that way that because that's to me that is I don't think it's a problem to show your weakness. But I think that when you when you broadcast anxiety like that. You're you're just trying. You're it making other people anxious in the room. You're killing the vibe. To me, so that's to that's the responsibility of being an adult is to take on that burden, but at least give some assurance to other people that you're fine and yeah. we can get but through look, this. But look, listen, we're at a point where the fear mongering has gotten so insane. I just I can't have sympathy for that kind of behavior anymore. Because if you are that scared to go to the store. We live in an era where you can order your groceries online and yes. it will be delivered like, to this you. This lady could have totally just Amazoned it all. That's what I mean. Or just if whatever. it happened in a Walmart, you can order the Walmart delivery and it, it, mm-hmm. it shows up. Yeah. So it's just or order it and pick up. Exactly. Right. Which, which kind of brings to my my sentimental. I just like stop acting <laughs> like it's it's the, the world is stopping right now. You have some responsibility to take into yourself to rough it out right now so personal responsibility is important here and and we kind of touched on that earlier i think that is a huge um problem well not a problem but if yeah you should take responsibilities like if you're gonna go outside own it and be safe cover your face if you're like don't go out if you're sick but Mm -hmm. i think if you're going to go to the store and act terrified it's it's very rude to the employees working there to the other shoppers i think it's personally just we're talking about community that is an ineffective way to be a part of a community i don't think you should go and broadcast You're, you are you are trying to, to rip you. apart the fabric that people are trying to keep together right now when you do that yeah, you, because you, when you do that you're walking in with the mindset i'm getting what i need i don't these other people need to get away from me well hey listen everyone in that store is there to buy something we're all in it together okay we're in the same we're there. yes and i think that kind of highlights a big problem of that divisiveness or being into two separate sides you know i I think now more importantly than ever is a point where we should band together in an appropriate way and just try to sort things out or at the very least again it's just easier said than done but be positive about it 
Right. And and that's actually being positive about it. It's kind of we in my opinion, we are at the tipping point of what's going on right now. Right. So we can either accept the responsibilities we've been given and do things correctly, or we can continue to allow to allow all this fear mongering and whatnot to go on. And that's going to tip us to the point of of panic panic. Where I'm talking, you're going to see the recoiling everywhere. You're going to see people pulling back, just doing everything. And I think we're about to see which way this goes. I, I do. Right. I think the tipping point is either we sink further into panic and we might even have an actual problem with shortages of mm-hmm. supply of things if people aren't working. But I think another thing that might happen is we might, on that tipping point, people might just get fed up with this and be like, you know what? This feels pretty normal. I'm going to write my my congressperson a lot of people are writing their government reps right now saying we need to go back to work this is stupid like if you're sick if you're elderly if you have a compromised immune system stay home but those of us who can handle an influenza virus which a lot of people can and do every year you maybe i mean there's a lot of people on both sides who think we should shut this thing down let the, the whole thing pass and a lot of people think let's work so that our economy doesn't hurt us more than yeah this because virus. listen i think i can speak for all four of us when i say that we all acknowledge the coronavirus is scary and dangerous but what we're what's happening right now is we are starting to sacrifice the economy which everyone needs and we're starting to see the results I mean, there are millions of people that have that had to file for unemployment because their their businesses can't provide for them anymore. Yeah, what what percentage of us are still employed in this room? Uh, we, we're looking at potentially 25%. fifty to twenty five percent out of the four of us that still have a job. Yeah, so it's right now fifty. Fifty to twenty five. Fifty percent right now. Fifty percent right now. Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy. Last time we had an episode, I think we all had a job. It was a hundred percent, and that was one week mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um. This is. I mean, like I can remember last week. I heard about from last week to this point. I heard that a couple of us in this room had lost their jobs, more or less. Uh, I had some close family friends that lost their jobs. Uh, an area where I live is now being hit with it. And we live in the middle of the country. So it kind of makes sense that it's starting to hit now because we're not on the coast where the majority of this started, but that's now it's starting to get real for us. And it's starting to get scary. Um, But that's why I'm concerned because every day it feels like it's getting worse, but I feel like this, I feel like we as a society are trying to hold each other up. I, I agree. And to kind of expand on it a little bit more, tipping on more towards this being a real health issue where it it is something extremely serious. As you say, it seems like every week the problem or something new happens. It it grows exponentially. So what, and you mentioned the tipping point, what is kind of the worst case scenario that you see? And people, I think people might think... Now, um... When you say worst case scenario that you can see, are you saying like where we might be headed? Is that what you're trying yeah, to Yeah, that's ask? what I'm asking you. Actually. What I'm worried about is that this panic gets to the point where, uh, like Tate was saying earlier, that grocery stores will actually start to run out of food. And then uh, our society actually falls because it's no longer a, I have to help everyone out. It's a, I have to feed my family. So so then to kind of go on that um – I I personally am not harping on anyone that's trying to take the the whole face mask deal and social seriously. distancing seriously. Right. I, I think there should be some absolute respect to what's going on right now because uh, the four of us that are sitting right here, A, are not experts on the matter, mm-hmm. and we are absolutely not on the front lines either. So the information is all we're secondhand. We're, we're not only that, but we're not we're also not at risk really we we have yeah. very i mean correct if we really aren't afraid because well, none of us have a I would state I would state it as follows we're not at risk of the sickness yeah. but we are at risk of the consequences right and and none of us would want to spread this around if we got it and absolutely and that would be horrible um but yeah sorry what, what um, were you saying right so I, and that's that's the divisiveness and that's kind of the the troubles that are facing us right now is the economy is bad yeah i mean 50 percent of us in this room aren't working as of right now that's a huge issue like we we should 
be able to go back to work and keep this thing afloat. But at the same time, there's a huge pandemic spreading across the world. Most, most likely I can't disprove that it's fake. I don't personally, I don't know if it's real or not either, but um, (laughs) I don't know anyone. (laughs) Look, okay. I'm going to have to jump in. Mm -hmm. It is real. The sickness coronavirus is real, but I feel like to me, there is an illusion around it. It's as if they're telling us there's a Rottweiler in the streets, but it's really just a puppy is how, and I don't mean to say that you shouldn't take this seriously. I'm just saying the media, the media loves to romanticize things. They love to make it a grand tale. And that's why they're constantly throwing all these numbers up at you. And they're trying to make it seem scary. And it is, we're living in a scary world, but you guys have to, this world is scary, but this is not the scariest the world has ever been. Okay. This, we, if this is going to be the one worldwide panic that we have to deal with, we should feel blessed because a lot of darker things have happened. That's true. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We will get through this together, but that being said, we have got to stop letting the media fear monger us because that's all they're doing now. I, I do have to, Nolan, I do agree with that on, on, a, on a large level. I think there are like a lot of people just just like hate the media, which I don't. But I do think that they there's certain things that don't sit well with me. Like why is there like a death count number every day? Why would you broadcast the number of deaths per day instead of a solution or stories that are important? There's no death count on car crashes or for the flu or other things that are killing way more people every day. And it's, it, that's, to me, a very cheap and dir- Actually, a dirty thing. You to, know, to the post. dirty thing that they do that bothers me is they, they like to pick certain people that have passed away from the virus and broadcast it. Yeah, an individual. They, they why, like why to tell an individual's an in- entire life story. Oh, and then, God. and sadly, he was... He sacrificed his life, and it's like, look, that's really sad, but that is disgusting. It's sensational. You're using that as fear mongering. It's, 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 it's just sick. not news. The problem with that, I, I think my problem with it is it's not news. It's the same type of entertainment as, like, you know, a drama. Yeah, it, it, they love to romanticize yeah, what's going on. But it should, and be, I, it should I be information. It should be, yes, it should be pure information. That, that is their job, is Useful pure information. information that we can use as a society a community isn't our news outlet supposed to serve the community help us be a community and and this is not well not only that if this is the route they're gonna go can they pepper some good stories in there please can i feel a little bit good about my day do do you think that us four are the only ones with that type of with those feelings no there isn't there is an unspoken angst going on because people are tired so, of listening to the news. It's just bad, bad, bad. And it, it, like we were talking way back with Vibe Check, they're putting that energy out onto us. So then I wake up, I watch a 10-minute video, a news clip about how scary the world is, and then I go to work frustrated because I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to go to work right now. Mm-hmm. But it's just you carry that with you, and then – the. I just feel so bad for the people that are at home watching this because they don't they don't get to go to work and they have to watch as we spiral further and further down. And, and you have a pretty strong-willed like personality. A lot of people are I think are very easily terrified. So this these type of stories might affect them a lot more than they would affect someone like yourself who yeah. is already frustrated with this. But if you're someone who is more susceptible to just maybe you know, like the the energy of such negativity affecting you, then it's going to affect you really badly. And that might be why we see some people walking around terrified right now. And some people like they don't right, care. Right, right. Because it just resonates deeper within them. It's, mm-hmm. It is legitimately terrifying to them. And that's okay if it's scary to you. I'm not I'm not judging you it if is you're scary. scared. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You should, if, if that's how you feel, don't feel bad about it. It's just we have... We have to come together because this is at the point where we decide as our society if we are going to crumble to the things that scare us because within at least our lifetimes, well, we were all alive during 9-11, but we weren't, we weren't old enough for that to really resonate yeah, with us. we didn't us. have jobs. So the fir- this is the first time in our lives we have a moment to either accept or deny uniting as a society. Yeah. I mean, we can make this a lot. We can make it less scary 
Right. We, like our response is either going to make this less scary because it, it is a scary thing, but our response is what makes it less scary or much more scary, depending right. on how we handle it. So, for example, we all start looting the streets, hoarding things. That's scarier than any virus could be. But also, if, if we come together and we somehow learn about it, find solutions, it, it's, it shrinks the problem. So it's our choice. That is a, that's a personal choice that we all have, and I think as a, as, a, as a community that we have. To me, ransacking places and starting to vandalize stuff and just go crazy is an outcome of the fear-mongering from the, the media. Yeah, right? and it's you could even, not that I do, but you could even justify their position because they turn on the news and people are telling them, hey, this is going to get worse. Hey, heads up, this is getting worse. So, of course, your natural instinct to survive is prepare. I need to prepare so, for this. So our decisions were, I mean, buy toilet paper for yeah, some weird I just, reason. That is one of the things that I can't wait uh, once once this has all been resolved that we look back and we're like, what were we doing? Like, why didn't we buy, like, beans and rice? Like, toilet paper? And I'm talking, like, <laughs> toilet paper to the point where, like, you were, like... I felt like winning the lottery if you saw a roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? But where yeah. did that come it's from? I, I was at it's my grandma's people house. People didn't want to be two weeks quarantined without toilet paper. But how much toilet paper do you use in two weeks? Uh, why that was not, why that was what I could not cart? stop thinking about. That's, Tate. that's really I was like, weird. How much toilet they were paper are it could people be quarantined using for two weeks or longer? So but if people were like, "Well, I don't want to be." What I want to know is how long does how many rolls do you go through in a week? And and I think people got like a year supply of toilet paper. But but I that's swear. Like, that's what do you need a you think this is gonna be a year quarantine? Because right. if we're quarantined well, for a year, it's interesting that you're you're other, going into this because this does lead to the next question that I really wanted to ask. Um, so initially it was two weeks, and then it was a month, and now we're looking at April thirtieth, which is fine. They're extending it and they're adjusting to what's going on with the virus. I can respect that, but what I'm scared about is what happens after because as far as i've heard there's no plan for after I, have you guys heard anything about what we do next no i'm nope. furloughed for now but that's all i know in mm -hmm. my job and i think pretty much everyone is in that fired or in that position or they were just fired but um yeah we don't know anything about a plan i, mean, I think this is something you it's hard to plan for and that's fair but that's what's scary to but me but you can you can also break that down to kind of pivot a little bit more as far as planning goes, I think the the state of which we see everything shaking down in where we live, America, is due to us kind of putting our efforts and costs towards other things other than uh, vaccines and, you know, being prepared for a situation like this where some disease experts would have argued before that obviously this was coming. And, and that my information comes from an expert from excerpt, excuse me, expert in an excerpt from the Joe Rogan podcast as well. You should oh, check that well, out. Too. Not only that, um, have you guys ever seen it's kind of eerie and I know it's been popping up in a lot of people's YouTubes now, but I want to say two years ago, um, Bill Gates had a TED talk and he was talking about how we're not ready for the next big outbreak. And then this happened and that that video uh has just exploded online oh we've been talking about years how we're not ready for a pandemic well it's some in, people it's have music it's in art not the, the super bug this is a concept that's very like it's been on the back like, of our mind for the last like 10 this years. is classified right. as number one on the department of defense like threats above terrorism and but see else. that that being said it was number one we're constantly thinking about it yet this happens and we're not ready so What's up with that? And it sounds because like we could have been, and we weren't. We could yeah, have but been, see, but hindsight is twenty twenty, though. But look at a lot of thing. people's opinions. People are like, "Oh wow, this is so bad," and then a lot of people are like, "Oh, that'll never happen." So I, I think we're unprepared because we never assumed this was going to happen. We became complacent. I mean, it's been a hundred years since the last pandemic. Well, so I don't, I don't know if you would, because some people could classify AIDS in the eighties as a pandemic. I mean, there's been small ones, but you're you're talking specifically about, like this about the scale Spanish kind flu. of pandemic. Okay. Well, that's what that's what I that's what I mean when I'm saying we became complacent, right? We just haven't seen it. So, especially us the, on the younger side, I mean, we haven't seen anything insane for the majority of our lives. So, 
Why would we fear? I mean, we got at, comfortable. Well, look at uh, airport security before 9-11. It was so lacked. And then afterwards, everything became a lot well, worse. Well, they, they gave you the illusion of it was better. The air, air I'm security not saying it was better. I'm just saying good. it was a lot less like it, it's not, all this I, process. I, I mean, they, it was a lot less of a process. Right, right. That's true. But like uh, you guys can look it up. There was a TSA uh, kind of study done where they were testing their agents and they failed like astoundingly high like i'm gonna lowball it and say they failed 85 percent of the time it's hard to imagine that they could catch things going right without searching the bags right right and that's why they can tell something about we talk about that we could have been prepared but the thing is humans humans are a reactive race we're not proactive uh, in some regards, we're proactive, but we're pretty much reactive. Yeah, we're reactive. We respond to when something happens. So, for example, remember that hundred-year flood that happened here? You might have uh, to remind me. When was it? Twenty thirteen? The big flood that like took out. Oh, that big I do remember. Yeah, wait, why did your flood? It was called a hundred-year flood. It didn't last yeah. for a hundred years. It's cl- it was called a hundred-year okay. flood because it happens every hundred years. Oh, gotcha. So okay, so got all like how like. Yeah. We we weren't of that prepared for a flood of that magnitude because it never happens that often. Right. So that's why would we prepare? The, well, be we, prepared the, the for a pandemic that the way just never happened. Yeah, we're talking about community, right? And and a kind of economics too. We we do operate on a like we don't have stores of things like like mm-hmm. we don't store and stockpile stuff as our species. We we produce like in a flow state with yeah. everything. Medical. It's because I, it's because we're banks, reactive. You know, like blood banks don't have a actual bank of blood. Right. They, right. They have yeah. enough like the month adv- in advance, like for what's right. going on. Well, like month. for example, let's, let's make it down to a smaller scale. Uh, you don't go shopping until you're low on groceries. So you're right. reacting. Mm-hmm. I'm low on groceries. I'm going to buy. You don't go the majority. Cause there are people that, that do, uh, that do buy bulk, but a lot of people don't buy bulk because they're not proactively grocery shopping. And that also is probably what alluded to the toilet paper. Cause it's convenient, right? It's convenient to there. There's like, there's a high cost associated with preparing for stuff. Absolutely. Like, yeah, if, if you're preparing it, for it would shrink the global right. economy. If we were prepared for this, like we wouldn't have been able to pump as much cash into all the stuff we did, mm-hmm. which may or may not even be that good for the benefit of all of the society honest, or whatever but you think about all the other threats yeah. are you really going to be focused on a pandemic if i asked you two years ago hey do you think you'll ever live through a pandemic if you ask like, me like a zombie apocalypse if you ask most me, people won't don't actually think there's gonna <laughs> be money if you asked me that yeah. two months ago that would have been my exact response yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, walking it's, dead no it's, yeah. it's just something people don't think about on everyday life right mm-hmm. i i think i w- all i'm saying is that are okay so the solution now we're kind of everything i was let's let's pump money into this let's pump money well it's, i'm saying that's that's too late it's after the fact we could have been pumping money into other things which that could have solved some problems beforehand right Th- that's that's all i'm saying and all i'm wondering is what things will look like after this whole thing is over like what what are we I think as it ends, it's going to be a slow process to get back into whatever we are. And and more, spe- more specifically, as aside slowly. from where we're going, it's what are we going to focus our attentions? Right. I think on? I think that, that's I my think question. in a couple of years the economy will be back to what we used to be. Yeah, but not just the economy. I see what Brian. I mean, saying. like we're going to like, be going. Are we going to? Spending? Are we going to? Yeah. Are we going to swap spending over to the medical side mm-hmm. because we are reacting? To what just happened? I think we we will get more respirators know. in our hospitals, and I think more Americans will start using face masks because I think a lot of Asian countries they kind of shut this thing down faster because everyone just masked up right away. Well, it's not a, only it's that, it's a cultural thing. Also, they also they like for example China, and I know a lot of their facts are still hazy because everything going on, but yeah. um, they you were kind of you you were in your house, you didn't really have a choice. Uh, they did like a serious quarantine where yes, they had drones flying around like telling you to go back inside if right. you were outside. Who who knows what's gonna affect this? I mean, millions of people are without healthcare right now. Maybe that's gonna push to a centralized healthcare. Who knows? Yeah, this yeah, might destroy knows? our whole so entire system of healthcare right this now. This is right. I think that's a crazy thing. Is um, well, we people are seeing the flaws in our system right now. Exactly, because we've yes. never been yeah. stressed. Yeah. Right, we're seeing point. the flaws right. not only in our system but kind of in our entire community. Yeah, like, right. Back, uh-huh. We're seeing uh-huh. flaws in how individuals and how systems react and 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 are proactive to certain stuff. Like, I think we're totally seeing the flaws in in our community right now. 
we, we weren't ready for this and this is no, this is a no. very reasonable thing to happen like this will continue to happen in the oh, next hundred years. Well, yeah, because we, viruses, everything. Super, we created awareness. super bugs. We yes. kill, we kill yep. ninety nine point nine percent of all the bugs. And the point oh one that they, yeah. they remember. It, they, they <laughs> put it vaguely. They never forget. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you never. Viruses but, may continue. Yeah, but but all joking aside, what I mean by that is they adapt, they become stronger, just like just like we as a species become stronger. They're evolving. It's but the thing is, yeah, say. and the thing with viruses and whatnot is they reproduce a little bit faster than us. Yep. Mm-hmm. All they do is reproduce. Yep. They don't have to worry about it. And much. then they get one mutation that makes them stronger, and they're mm-hmm. reproducing that mutation, which is why things like this happen. And it is crazy to see all of the flaws that we used to think were minor problems. You know, it's just, it's interesting. It's, it's crazy. This is crazy. This is the biggest stress test on our economy that you'll ever see. Yeah. And yeah. the you economy will on our community change. Too. And for those listeners that are about our age, 20 through 30, I guess, you know, it's a big test on how us as adults will respond to this a new age new way of socializing just a pretty much a brand new world and how are we dealing with it i mean know? we may go more vo- virtual now since with social distancing that's who a good knows point, we yeah. could be start seeing the rise of virtual reality after this yeah that is a possibility like uh, that is a possibility you know i always kind of thought of it going the opposite way i don't know i'm a daydreamer so how i pictured it is everyone's tired of feeling cooped up so we're gonna start going out more I do see that happening. I cannot imagine how packed the bars in downtown Denver are going to be when Just they finally really open. Mm-hmm. Could be. It's going to be awesome. Like, the, 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 the but yeah, it, it if, could if go the opposite way where it's dead. You guys, people are still afraid right like, now. They're like, well, what else could there be coming out? Just, That's no, true. Let me, let me tell you, people aren't on VR right now. If you went to the park today, you would see, like, it would look like, no, not a modern American city, but like, what 1950s you would, what you would think of 50s or like a European yeah. more just yeah. everyone's out there walking around it's cool I, I like it and I hope that this kind of shows people like don't take for granted the, the chance outside. to go outside <laughs> yeah. come on it's nice out there yeah yeah it is the, the thing that kind of blows me back to this is just realizing how many people are, are working a lot like more than 40 hours a week and then i go to the park and i see people that i've never would have expected to see there before just way more faces aside from the usual crowd right to to me like this is a kind of a a break too for for some people that just grind hours and hours week after week right again it's it's what tate was saying it's Mm -hmm. uh it's a good reminder of i get to be outside and just enjoy that's day. why that's yeah. why for me right now as i'm still able to visit the park and i personally don't want to be cooped up inside while right. you know still trying to have respect for everything that's going on but i still want to enjoy things it's just much sweeter do, do you think yeah. that there's a chance that we will end up actually adjusting how we we operate because we're we're in a system where you everyone's working constantly there's not a there's no pause there's no moment to, well there's no moment to do something like stock up on some face masks or prepare right. for anything like i think if we take this chance i i kind of hope that we work a little bit less like slaves to, not to yeah be, not maybe. to be radical but i just i i hope we can just ho- yeah have some time to enjoy hopefully but this. also maybe in three years we're gonna be back to where we were before this all happened and well, you know, go to work can I, and we, can I it'll be in? like um, we I, forget a lot about stuff that we happens. do we because life happens so fast now yeah um since we're on the on the topic of you know you were talking about uh, how the operation and kind of jobs is what we're speaking of, isn't it kind of funny how the norm has now flipped? Oh, you drive a truck for a living to <laughs> thank you for your service, yeah. or oh my yeah. god, you're flipping burgers at McDonald's to you know you're a hero for still. Are working. you gonna thank them after this is done? Yeah, are you gonna that's, a piece of shit that's what we're talking about. Uh, it's probably like, gonna go you back gonna, to them just you being you're better than the blue collar person who had yeah. who still I, works I just, right now while you got collar, laid off well you know i uh, this is kind of another take on it do you think that because there are some there are the majority of people like us every day joe schmoes we really do thank them for what they're doing but do you think that some of this just a little bit is kind of a marketing play for the white collars to keep us working how so i mean they're still working at home yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, a lot of um, people are working from home with office jobs. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But what I mean by that is we're the ones risking. They're working at home. They have a, a little to no risk of catching what's going on. But the blue collars, hey, you're a hero. Now go out there and risk getting it because I need something. See what I mean? And yeah. that's that's why I have personally always respected the blue collars because and we're all blue collars. We we do our job. We're here to work. And honestly, I mean, that kind of to me, that's a rewarding lifestyle. I, I like it. I like working. Uh, I like working with people and, and it just it feels good at the end of the day. I did something because in yeah. all reality is fast food. Could you live without it? I think, yeah. I don't know if I could. I mean, you say you <laughs> to couldn't, be but completely you honest, could. I need my weekly McDonald's at but, least. But, but. I mean, kind of going back to what we were, this relates to this all, but like, shouldn't we have time to prepare a meal for ourselves after work? That's I, all I'm when saying. When did we decide, oh, yeah, absolutely. like, as a community, as a country, whatever, a global community, when did we decide it was okay to spend your entire week working, have no time for yourself, have a sh- shitty diet, not enough sleep, killing yourself? And for what? Because you get laid off the second something goes a little bit awry. Exactly. Right. What does that company do for you? Yeah, what does that say about how they view you? Why would you work so hard for them? Maybe I hope we can find some balance because I don't think personally that the economy, the global economy, I don't think it'll collapse if people took an hour siesta every day and, you know, worked reasonable hours. I do not I do not think. You need people oh, they working twelve-hour days. Yeah, I think that's oh weird. yeah. I think it's bullshit. There's honestly. most of fucking work day you're sitting around doing nothing. Oh, it's not productive. How many people are on the clock doing nothing yeah. for like mm-hmm. four hours a day? Right, because they gotta work right. eight hours that day. But the company is too proud to acknowledge that and let the people be f- like free. I right, think a lot of people right. could go to work and do a six-hour shift or a four-hour shift. And it would be just as productive. But then again, they have to work those eight hours because they need the money to survive. Right, which is also true. They because need they're it. not paid salary. Dumb. If you're doing, if you do eight hours worth of work in two hours and then sit on your ass for four for the rest of the time, and you're getting, it's like it's a ripoff for the company and for you. They should pay you more for less hours. But that's to, that's a problem I have with the system. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. So you're saying you think everyone should be a salary. I think we don't use our resources effectively. I think we don't use our resources effectively, and I don't think that. And I think that it starts at the individual level because we're willing to sacrifice our whole day for a waste, basically. And, and we think it's yeah. Normal. Like yeah. we think like a lot of people. I I know. Like I've gone. I've every job I've had. I do all the work. Literally, it's two hours of actual work. And I then I'm there all day, and I and it used to frustrate me so much until I kind of got used to it. Right. And I'm complacent now, but everyone should s- maybe stop being complacent with that. I, I don't know, like that to me, it's just ridiculous because so, it's forcing people to stay in an office all day. And then it, the worst part is then the company isn't even loyal to you. No, exactly. They're not loyal, but they make you be loyal. Mm-hmm. You can't even. Yeah. You you got to stay there after the work is done. Basically, I mean, I yeah, think it's that's. Dumb. I, I think. I think it's silly. I would love to see more balance of I that mean, coming out of this. To that, you gotta change our whole entire like workplace culture. You have to right. change the whole workplace culture. That's what I'm trying to say. Is I hope mm-hmm. that this, if we take two months off from work and realize what it's like to have a life, a lot of us who yeah, because think about all of the you know? the moms and dads that have been working to provide and maybe they sadly lost their job but now they're they get to actually raise their kid yeah we're, yeah, we're talking about community mm-hmm. nolan if, if you if you don't raise your kids and we're like youth you're not benefiting society by raising like punks who yeah. are gonna be criminals exactly or just because they didn't they never got it, the chance it, to, worked, to be parented yeah if, if you're a parent and you if you were somehow able to spend time with your kids they're gonna be a better contributor to right society. and that's not that's not not to necessarily to, shit on these parents because a lot of the time what happens is these parents have to work there's no option. supporting for yeah. the family and, and that's kind yeah. of the symptom that's kind of a symptom so, of like the system because everyone's willing to sacrifice their life time and their, we their sacrifice s- time yeah exactly which is maybe scary. we should value our time a little bit more and that's the most valuable resource that exists then oh if yeah. we valued our 100%. time more maybe we would value our other resources and we prepare for stuff like this that's kind of my whole point so right. maybe this is the critical issue with everything so what do you th- you think everyone should be salary and then when you finish your job you can go home? I think sir, like uh, I think it varies job type to job type. So I, I would oh, agree. Uh, there are right. some so, jobs you so like yes, constantly like work nonstop that hourly would make sense. Yeah, you're like working for I, eight I hours know. nonstop. Yeah. There are you jobs where you just overtime. go go go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's like I've worked jobs where I have I mean, like there's jobs where like your whole job minutes. is being there. Like if you're working yeah. a cashier, like obviously you got to be there or security or medical. But I do think a huge percentage of the economy. 
is jobs where I mean, it's you're just, wasting a lot of time. You're wasting so day. much time, and you're paying people out for this time wasted. Right. But why, why don't like if the company's paying that money anyway? I feel like companies have this pride where they're saying we're paying you to be here, so you're gonna be here working. It, it, but yep. there's no additional productivity, and it's a decrease in overall human experience and and a waste of resources. So I think if yeah, I, I think a lot of a huge sector of the economy could be shrunk down to where people are working like three hour days. Yeah. I really think that and. Just as productive. It's the 40-hour work week that was established way long that ago. That 40-hour work week is, to me, is because the, some the, guy it's a relic. It. I, I hate relic. that. I think it's a relic. So and it's, it is. It's, it's the, it ruins hitting community the, and lives of people. Hitting the nail, nail on the head right there as that being a relic. Very antiquated idea um, based off of working in factories, which, which you know, arguably and realistically will be modernized, mm-hmm. automated way less blue collar jobs but with that brings another platform of different types of income that people can take advantage of as far as platforms media entertainment getting income from a lot of other ways too so but here's the scary thing about that though brian a lot like we're we're starting off pretty small here right we're not necessarily pulling a whole lot of money and if this was what this if this is what i was relying on right now if this is a sink or swim situation, we'd be sinking. No, but with the blue collar jobs, you have the job and you're getting the pay, which is why, to Tate's point, we accept it. Yeah, it's it's. Res- I work the forty hours a week. Because I'm just. I have to. I have to. What I'm what I'm bringing this what I'm bringing this back to is what happens afterwards. What are the changes? I my hopes and you know light the side changes of, of the virus. Uh, yes, of what's going on to, into the to world. society. Well, uh-huh. Not only entertainment, I think it's personal responsibility. Like a lot of people are just working. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I hope that it brings up other platforms into light. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Gotcha. There's a lot of people who have great ideas that are just clocked in, wasting their brain basically, and they're not contributing to their community with anything other than just what their boss told them to do, which is probably something like that a machine could do. Like I, I don't know. A lot of people might be better suited to just not work that many hours and then communicate with each other. Like, me, we might need to move on to where we don't th- think of work the same way. Like, communication, ideas, spreading knowledge might be something more important than than like making widgets and or and arguably transactions. Sure. Would you be right. more prepared that say. way with a little bit more time and a little bit more chances to get knowledge? Right. Okay. And that, everyone right? was just spreading knowledge as fast as they were spreading the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, maybe we would have, we would have been better prepared. It's also right. like what you're saying, like if we're working less, that gives you more opportunities to like the Renaissance age, people who weren't working, they did the art. So yeah, yeah. we could have more time to work on well, art and, and other stuff and you enjoy. You can also said, spend more you, money. If you are not going to have a renaissance with a 40-hour work week. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and that being said, with the, the more time at home, you're going to live a healthier lifestyle because now you actually have time to exercise. And more importantly, you have the energy to exercise. And you have more money to spend because you have more free time. Well, now you're, hold on, we're you're benefiting the economy. Now. If everyone's yeah. healthier and exercising more and has more dispensable, has more money to spend, for things more like time. healthy food, more time, and then, like, I don't know, people would have. Now that this has happened, people will have some face masks probably in a in a drawer somewhere in their house or yeah, some, some yeah, yeah. hand sanitizer set aside for a problem like this. I mean, I think this could be a positive thing in the in the long run. Yes. We we don't know though. I'm not. I mean, say be an optimist. Mm-hmm. I will no, say out of any no disease idea. we could have had that was this bad, this is. This is this like could be so much. I see worse. what you're saying. It's like a best case scenario. It's it's not a like. It well, kind it's, of a, is. it's a it best case. This could be so much worse. I've seen like diseases so much worse than this. Yeah, it's like sh- it's gonna shake things up, but it's not mm-hmm. as bad as it could be. I think it's it's bad enough to shake things up, but it's not. Well, gonna, just like, imagine wipe it's out gonna be a point that it's bad enough that we let scares us, but good enough that we can like. From this, we can have infrastructure built in now because we know what would happen. Right. So exactly, if something yeah. right. kills so many more people, like there are diseases. Imagine if the Black so Plague, good. the first time it made its appearance was right now. And we had never seen anything like it. This would be devastating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine if like bodies were piling up in the street and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, like this, this, this diseases can bad. do that. They can do that very, mm-hmm. very easily. Some of them could do that. 
And again, this is I, I'm very sorry for the people that this has affected. We're not we're not trying to ostracize you, you in any way. Yeah, sorry for being insensitive. It's it's just mm-hmm. that th- it is it, it's a more manageable situation going on than what could have happened. Yes. Is all we're trying to get at. And I hope that from this we can learn that if something at worst comes along, at least we'll be more prepared. I feel like because I, I we've being, seen what people, how people react, so we can right. Prepare. Right. And, and I think that's this is like an it's like a respiratory issue yeah. where there could be a pandemic that was like a neurological problem. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. There could be so much worse things that yeah, attack like other systems in your body. I right. think the bright side is that, is that we're going to be learning <laughs> right now how to better be prepared for the future. And I think that's the bright side of this. Now, I'm going to take this into another spin because this this affects community. Do you think the proper response is potentially um, is potentially Big Brother, or do you think a better reaction would be uh, community self community policing? Your community keeps everyone responsible, or do you think the more effective way is for quote unquote martial law to come down? I think that depends on the community, because I know Singapore, like they they have a lot of self policing there, like. Mm That's a culture. No, before thing that happens, the, before like the plague, they had like little laws that people would narc on you. Like your own community would be the one. But policing see, is it. that is that that's, that's not community. That's Big Brother because it's a law. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it would be like your neighbor saying like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that because it makes our place a little less worse." Then yeah, see that. that and then I they, they'd be the ones who would like tell but, on like, you. So what people we've would seen, be a little more. This is what worries me. Uh, what we've seen is the. And it's not just the government. I'm not trying to hate on just the government, but we were not prepared for this. And there were some missed opportunities that could have been uh, handled better. So what worries me is if they're missing these opportunities, what if they mismanage uh, us, I guess is the simple way of putting it. So it's not mandatory right now where we are that you uh, it's not mandated by law, I should state that you need to stay home and don't get me wrong. You should probably be staying at home. I'm not saying not to, but I'm just scared for the end result. If it's a no longer, you should stay to a, you must stay and we will enforce it. That is kind of a scary utopian idea to me. That's a little frightening, but what if it has to get to that point because people aren't listening? That's, that's, that's what I mean. Uh, is it better for the community to police itself to make it happen with just the community or do we need to escalate it to the point where I think it's, that a, it's forced? I think if the community fails to police itself, but when then I, you have to go to that. Right. And what I'm saying, okay, I'm asking our communities, are, what are we going to see? Are we going to see communities doing it? Or are we going to be seeing the government do it? Because in my honest opinion, I think we're going to be seeing the government do it. Logically, I think the government will do I it. I also because think yeah. the our community can the way. So does that mean that our society isn't as strong as we kind of see it? I mean, it, it depends on the society. That's, that's all I'm trying to get so at. So if uh, your community thinks like, hey, we should do whatever we want, and that's the community standard, then they're not going to be enforcing each other. But if it's a community where everyone agrees that, hey, we need to stay inside, and they see someone, they're going to be co- opening their window. Like, I've seen YouTube videos of people going up to people outside. I think it was Italy, and they're like, hey, get inside, you dumbass. And, like, yeah, this see, was the community also, telling them to do that. Yeah, and I respect and that. But also, what if that government person, has What if that person it? needed to go do something? No, they you were, like, playing ping story. pong. Well, okay, see, that's different. But, like, what if this person <laughs> needs to go somewhere and – and they're being they're being bashed because they're outside. I mean, that's so. Uh, I guess if you can explain, like, if you're walking and like, I I need to do this, you tell someone. Yeah, that, but you, you sacrifice like, okay. you sacrifice a lot of rights having to explain to everyone where you're going. I'm just listen. I'm just I mean, all I'm trying to do is put ethical you, questions out there. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm just these are morality questions that might come into play eventually. But why not explain yourself at a time like this? I agree. What's, what's Don't get me wrong. But again, what happens after this? Do we have to start explaining where we're going after this to maintain security? I don't think that. Well, would we shouldn't have to. That's. Well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Thing, and again, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's just the state of stranger emergency things eventually will end have and happened. I, I do see that. I mean, stranger things have happened. This is a good. This is a potential chance where government or just like overall control could grow and the rights could shrink. I do see that the individual right. rights can shrink in a situation like 
as a response to a situation like this. Right. Which and is I'm something not, we should be careful about. We don't want to start living in like a gulag, obviously. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to say, oh, ignore the system. Look, there. this is clearly happening. The smartest choice is to stay in your house when possible. But like we we're talking about, time is precious and life does go on. So if there are things that you need to go do, you you have to go do them. But again, make sure you're healthy and stay inside if you don't if if you don't have to go outside, don't. I'm not saying to go outside and oh, you know, fight the system. That's not what I'm getting at. It's just scary to see because if you give anyone an inch, they'll take a mile. Everyone's heard that saying. And right now, we are giving away certain rights to keep people safe. And what if we end up that those those uh, acts of kindness turn into uh, control grabs? Is what I'm trying to wasn't get. Wasn't it? I think it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. It's like anyone who would sacrifice their freedom for safety deserves neither. Yes. And I, I think the point of that is, first of all, you will not get safety when you give up your freedom. And Correct. S- and secondly, it's personal responsibility. And it comes down to common sense. Like, mm-hmm. if you're sick, don't go to the store. If you need to go to the store and you're healthy, wear a mask or be be conscious yeah, of be what's self-conscious. going on right now. Don't stand next to someone and don't cough on someone, especially. I mean, it's... I think if you ha- if you have a compromised immune system, if you're diabetic, don't go outside. If you have asthma, you need to be careful. Yeah. You have to be self conscious. But I I do think like the economy would. I think the whole situation would be better if if healthy people could still work right now. I, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's it's common sense. You're like, trying to keep the system moving while we can, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm it, actually in agreement with you there. I mean, I'm selling furniture. Like if I was at the furniture store. And if I was okay with working, which I would be working right now if they let me, because I'm, I'm fine. And if someone wanted to come in and risk getting sick, that's their problem. That's kind of how I look at. It. But then you have to. We do have to look at the medical system. That's the right argument. We, what yeah, I just because said. we can't because you can't overload the, the hospitals. That's, yeah, that's and you too. also, if you're going out, you're gonna get it. You don't know who you're gonna encounter on the way yeah i, I get it like, so I, I understand why i'm not working i shouldn't be working like right now. it's but again look you i'm spread sorry it without knowing you're spreading it yes and that's true but again that's self-consciousness if you are if you are a person that is truly terrified of this and i don't blame you then you are the one who needs to self-isolate i don't think that because one person is scared the community has to shut down if there's an unspoken like tate was just saying he's okay with it if there is an unspoken agreement between parties communicating then you have the right in my opinion to do that transaction for example if you are a grandparent who is scared do not visit your grandchildren in person we have cell phones yeah you don't have to visit them in person but if you're a young worker and you want because we were just talking about you need that money to survive in my own opinion you have the right to get that money is all i'm saying it's self-consciousness if you're afraid of contracting it you should be the one self-isolating why why don't we have the right to be paid while this is going on uh the reason why in my opinion is i don't think most small businesses can do that small businesses can't do it big businesses won't do it yes yeah that, and isn't that some especially bullshit? when there's a government relief the big businesses won't do it absolutely and i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not trashing the government relief that's actually really that's pretty crucial that they're doing that they're giving money to people who aren't working but the thing is it, it blows my mind by the way that all these big companies that haven't been working for a month are screaming and like you know throwing tantrums about how they're going bankrupt it blows my mind like um i heard from g money uh that amc was having some issues and it's like these are massive corporations that haven't had work for a month and all of a sudden they're going bankrupt what are they doing with their money well like i said earlier they they don't have any reserve it's a pure cash flow problem like they spend every penny they make each right for the next month which to is make more money. to make more money because it's competition because their competitors doing that right so, it's so there's of, no actual reserve of money dude, that like, they're sitting so on it's kind maybe. of a messed up philosophy like our whole system is based on mm-hmm. this greg actually had a really so good uh, g money had a good point about this um we were talking last week and you were saying something about how america is built on um uh 
It's built on growth. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, unlimited growth. Yeah, yeah, unlimited growth. Uh, unlimited growth me, in me a closed system. It's yeah. impossible to be. Me and Brian the economy will eventually fail because mm-hmm. we run out of stuff. Right, and and even we see. It, I don't know. Those of you listening, it, does your job measure growth? Because ours probably all do. That yes. your boss is telling you we're down from last year oh or not growth percentage we're not hitting our growth goal how unrealistic how how asinine is that to expect unlimited growth all right. the time that's just ridiculous to me and <laughs> that's yeah. so stupid and then we have inflation and we wonder like why we're not i want to say all stuff. businesses should switch to a sustainable business model where you pay your employees it's you're not about growth anymore you're more about like sustainability yeah and human like and you take a more holistic like oh, fair. i pay my employees approach. good amount of money but you're and now I'm still making a profit but it's not as the biggest profit i can make it's about, more about like that's that's I'm the problem a profit yeah because and i think maybe though. that'll be what we start seeing after this and that's what i com- hope because so. think of these yeah, companies damn, screwing how. over employees they're gonna get, they're leaving sour tastes because people. where yes, where that ca- where that cash is going is straight to the top to the but owner, and as soon as said, soon as they have to dip into what they made, and this is my personal now belief, listen, then you're you're gone. To this them. is why this is the most mm-hmm. crucial point in in our lives with uh with the economy that we can affect. There is a sour taste left in the workers' mouths. Now, when this all ends, are we just going to go back to work with that sour taste in our mouth, forget about it, and keep working, or are we going to make a change? That is why this is so crucial right now, because this is the point when this settles, we make the change. Or we accept what we've become. I don't know because w- that's going to be a tough thing because people are going to be like, I have to get a job. Right. And mm-hmm. then some people are going to be like, well, I'm not going back to the work for this business. There's going to be a lot of, especially nowadays but with like Glassdoor, you can see like, as a, right. as you'll as see how many pe- people so be We like, have to make the decision as a community is, are we going to go back to what was happening because it is flawed mm-hmm. or will we stand up together? I make hope the so. change. I like That's that. all I, mean, I can hope, hope for. We yeah. talk about um, Machiavellian stuff sometimes, and like the whole "never waste a crisis" is something I find really interesting. I uh, that quote because bothers guess, me so much. It's such a good quote. What, I know. Though, That's folks. why it bothers I'm sorry, me. Sorry, your politicians, the business owners, the people who make moves that you never meet—they're not wasting this time. No, they're not. So us, the community, maybe we shouldn't either. And what Nolan's saying, yeah, when we go back to work. We should have something to say to our Make boss. a stand we as a community This together. might be a time to whatever you need to change, change it. Because guess what? Your boss is doing that. Mm-hmm. And then your government is doing it too. And they are not doing it in your interest. No. Let's be <laughs> very clear. Are, don't give up. Yeah. Why go work for a company now that was like, wow, they treated you like yeah. shit when this they, company. And they, and they told us like, like how they, this company they stuck by us its employees. Yeah. They let like you go so leave. you could go on unemployment, so they don't have to be the ones to pay you. Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, go go make half of what you made normally and try to pay right. your rent. Yeah. good luck, and then and then we'll rehire you. Yeah, as soon over. as this like, all we'll clears up, we'll rehire you and we'll toss you a G. Like, oh, I, yeah, I heard about that. this guy in New York where he wasn't charging his <laughs> tenants rent this month because he's like, yeah, it's hard for everyone. Like, wow, you know what? I bet that guy's going to get a lot more tenants wanting to stay there Mm because he treated them right. And they're going to get – well, and not only that, but the people who are doing the cutting and whatnot, I would be shocked if they weren't getting bonuses for what's going on because they're saving the money right now. Yeah, so – It's like the CEOs aren't going to cut their paychecks. Well, and now this kind of links back to the beginning, how we were kind of talking about how this – Maybe this wasn't on air or not. I can't remember. But we were asking why this is political. And this is genuine. What we've been discussing is why this is political. Exactly. How it bleeds into that. That's a division, which yes. I was kind of referring to. Is it's it kind of a touchy. It's a hard subject to really go into. It's not something I want to talk and about And too don't, much, don't feel... Uh, we're, the four of us here, you can believe what you want. Just just be able to rationalize it. I think that's all we mm-hmm. really ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, all four of us, we like to try to take in all perspectives and i think all of us can't stand people who are totally like you know one side or the one other side yeah and just hate and, but look if you are that's good for you but just rationalize it that's all i ask yeah, for yeah be try to be educated about it and give you give yourself a chance to entertain all the possible information that's well that's all yeah now now more than ever because there are a million different ways to approach this problem and uh, i hope we all come to the same conclusion what that is right now, I can't say. I have no I idea know. what that is right now. But yeah, we can make some changes when we go back to work after this is all over. Especially it- with listeners like you. <laughs> <laughs> if you are walking outside, pay attention to the sidewalks. 
the drawings that the little kids will make or maybe adults i don't know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna tell you stay strong you got this be positive we'll lift each other up from the ashes we always have and we always will as a community yeah well i think that about wraps it up for what i have to say yeah um well yeah thank yeah. you everybody uh, for just remember to go to our there. facebook page and like and uh Comment. We need some comments, y'all. Like, yeah, yeah we want to know. Subscribe, like, comment, share, smash. Tell us smash. what to talk about. We'll, we'll ta- we want to talk about some some of yeah, your that's topics. Actually, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're We've getting to a point where we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about. Let's, like we said, we like to keep open minds, and you have minds we want to open. So, hmm. let's do this. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Leave it in the comments, and we'll we'll take a look. Yeah. Well, this has been everything but the kitchen sink um, with episode six community. Uh, we'll catch you next week, folks. We'll wash our hands somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.